Blog Talk Radio.
to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are so happy that you were able to join us in the study of the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So thank you, one and all. I want to thank those who came up early to pray for the broadcast. It's very important that we do our warfare before the broadcast so that all will go well. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus. You know, saints, we live in very interesting times, Uh, somewhat a bit unsettling at times, but God is still on the throne, still has all power. He still rules the universe. And that's what matters. Our God is in control. Muhammad is not in control. Buddha is not in control. And none of the other ones are in control either. God is in control. Jesus Christ is still Lord of all. And we can rest in that. And it's important for us to do just that. Because the further we go along in this season, the more unsettling the world is becoming. We need to keep our anchor in Jesus Christ and our eyes fixed upon him. We need to keep our anchor in Jesus Christ and our eyes fixed upon him there's going to be more unsettling things that happen. People everywhere are becoming what I would call unhinged. And that's the way it is. We need to walk very, very, very close to the Lord so he can direct us and guide us and protect us. You know, sometimes the Lord speaks to us quickly and says, don't go that way. And if we're too preoccupied in our own thoughts, we'll end up not obeying that prompting. Amen? We will end up not obeying because we were too caught up in whatever was going on or whatever we were busy doing. So it's extremely uh, important and life-saving for us to walk very close to the Lord because Things change quickly and suddenly without notice. Amen? Things change and circumstances change, and you never know what's going on in the mind of of another person. You never know what's in their mind, what's bothering them, what it will take for them to come unhinged. You know, you could just be pulling up to the gas station and going in to pay for your gas, and you think you're going to walk back out, pump pump your gas, and leave. 
And it may not turn out to be that simple. Amen? It just may not turn out to be as simple as you thought. So I'm going to remind us all once again, we need to live very, very, very close to the Lord. And we need to listen intently to him. The time has come, will come, and will come again when we need to turn on a dime. Amen? We'll need to turn on a dime. So you, you're getting your, your, your heads up on this, and you're getting the uh, encouragement to be alert and to stay serious and sober because the time has come and will come again when you may need to turn on a dime. Amen? This is the world we live in. And we were called to the kingdom for such a time as this. So, if you have been preoccupied before, this is a call to alertness. This is not the time to get up and leave the house and you haven't prayed. Amen? When If you made it out the door and you hadn't prayed yet, as you're cranking the car, it's time to get started. Amen? This is the world we live in, and this is the way it will be for a long time. So stay alert, saints. Pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Do what God says to do, and keep your armor on. Once you put it on, keep it on. Amen? Once you put it on, keep it on. So, if you've um, if you've read any of the messages that I left in the chat room, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Amen. Things are are transitioning swiftly, and we don't need to be caught away in the flow of swiftness. We need to be anchored, and we need to be paying attention to what the Holy Spirit tells us. Amen? That one little don't turn there might save your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, it's a lot better to pay attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit than to say, you know, I had a feeling I wasn't supposed to do that. Amen? (laughs) We're not the group that just doesn't pay God any attention at all. You see, I still believe that on 9-11, God was still trying to get through to a lot of people to tell them not to go to work. still believe that there were a lot more people that God was trying to get through to, to tell them to stay home that day and just don't go to work. But no, it was time to make the donuts. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. It's time for me to get dressed and get out of here and get my coffee so I can catch the train, so I can do this and do that. And the angels were working overtime, trying to save lives. The angels were working overtime. 
and somebody didn't take time to pray. Somebody didn't take time to plead the blood. I still believe that there are many persons who would be alive today had they obeyed that unction of the Holy Spirit to stay home, don't go in today, wait. Amen? So now, from that, we should have learned a lesson. You know, I never will forget the time I turned on the television, and I I didn't know that the Oklahoma bombing had taken place. And I suddenly discovered it. And I suddenly discovered it. And there was this lady that they were interviewing, and she was saying, I always plead the blood of Jesus over myself and my children. I always plead the blood of Jesus over myself and my children. And I just felt like I was supposed to keep them home that day, and I did. I never forgot that. I never forgot it. All those years ago, I never forgot that. Testimony was, I always plead the blood of Jesus over myself and my children. And I felt led to let them stay home. And I didn't send my children. I didn't send my children to school that day. So, saints, I'm going to say it again. Life is filled with swift transition. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he prompts us to do. Amen? I maintain my stand that there were people who just brushed off and overrode the unction of the Holy Spirit that day that we experienced 9-11, to stay home or to be late or to go back in there and get such and such and such. And they said, oh, no, don't worry about it. I don't need it. And they kept moving, heading for the train. If you recall, there were some trains that were delayed getting into the city, so those people missed the bomb. They missed the blow-up. They missed the explosion because their train was late. Amen? So now, I'll say it again. Tension to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. It could be a life-and-death matter. You'll never know until. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for the unction. We want to thank you for all the ways you speak to us, all the ways you contact us, all the ways you correct us, All the ways you attempt to get our attention, Lord, we want to thank you for everyone. Having said that, Lord, we are asking for you to bring us in line where this matter is concerned. 
if we've been straying back and forth and not consistent with listening to the Holy Spirit, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your correction, and we ask for training. We ask for training, Lord. Help us to do what we ought to do. Help us to give you our attention first. We want to thank you, Lord, for this little lesson because it's a reminder of how important it is to obey your word and to listen to your voice and heed your voice. We want to thank you, Lord. You correct us because you love us. You correct us because we're yours. So we want to honor that, Father. We want to honor that in Jesus' name. The Bible says that you'll meet all of our needs in Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, Father, one of our needs is to be more attentive to you. One of our needs is to be more attentive to you. So we open our hearts and our minds and our ears, our inner ear, to listen to you, to receive your messages, your prompting, and when you direct our eyes to places our eyes were not going. Sometimes our eyes move suddenly because you're directing them. Sometimes we walk in a different direction because you took over our feet. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for that. Sometimes we run into people and can witness to them, but if we had taken our usual path, we would have missed them. Yes, our time and our timing is in your hands. So we want to thank you, Lord, for helping us to be on time where we're supposed to be according to your schedule, not according to our own. According to your schedule, Lord, not according to our own. Lord Jesus, you are our shepherd, and because this is true, we know we shall never want for anything. You make us to lie down in green pastures, and you lead us beside the still waters. You restore our soul, and you lead us in paths of righteousness for your namesake. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod and your staff are here to comfort us. You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. In the presence of our enemies. You anoint our head with oil and our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus, we love you. You are our Lord and Savior. You gave your life for us, and your blood cleanses us from all our sins. Your truth sets us free. You were wounded for our transgressions. 
You were bruised for our iniquity. And with your stripes, we are healed and made whole. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We believe that you are the son of God who was raised from the dead so that we might be justified. In you, all things hold together. And through your strength, we can do all things. You give us authority over all the power of the enemy. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, forevermore. Lord Jesus, you are truly everything to us. Everything to us. Now, we want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. We are a Christian, non-denominational, international, Protestant, founded in the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you have discovered our chat room, and if you have not, it is located at MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up, if you are on a laptop or a tablet, across the banner you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link, and when the page changes, click Get. When it changes again, type in your own name, one of those that can be found on your birth certificate. And your greeting to the saints, and the saints will greet you in return. Amen? Praise the Lord. If you're on a cell phone, we encourage you to use your browser and find MiracleInternetChurch.com. And if you so desire, download the app. And when the page comes up across the banner, you'll see three white lines on a black background. Click the three white lines. That's your link to open up all the other links. Scroll down to MIC Radio Chat. Click that link and follow the directions that that you have heard. Amen. We welcome you. Somebody. (laughs) And uh, Monica, Monica, why don't you write me at gproom at outlook.com and I'll send you that information. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's gproom at outlook.com. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord for what he's doing and what he's going to do in us tonight. You know, whenever we, you're welcome, whenever we seek the Lord, he, he, he scrapes a little crud off of us, and that's a good thing. He scrapes a little crud off of us, he fixes us up, and he gets us going some more. Why? Because he's got some more layers he's got to get off. He's got to get us to the point where we are without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. That's that's what he said he wanted. So that's what he's going to have. Amen? So we accept it when the Lord comes to cleanse. And the scrubbing bubbles come with him. (laughs) Amen? So we're going to trust the Lord 
to scrub just where we need it the most. And we're not going to cry and throw temper tantrums when he does. Because we want to be right, we want to be saved, and we want to be whole. When the Holy Spirit takes the church out of the earth, we want to be leaving with the church. Amen? Amen. That's the way it works, you know. That's the way it works. And until then, we're going to be doing the will of the Father. That's what Jesus said he expected. That's what we're going to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, I want to remind you to keep in prayer those members of our ministry who have experienced death in the family recently. Um, it's, it's a good thing to know that regardless of what happens to you in life, the body of believers that you're attached to and a part of loves you enough to pray for you. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for his grace and his love and his mercy and compassion that we extend to those members of our church. Amen? Amen. So when you pray, just remember them and just ask the Lord to bless them, to bless their families, to heal them, to strengthen them, to get them through the night season. You see, there are people who have never lost anyone close to them in their lives. And the first time that that happens, it's really um, overwhelming. They've never experienced those emotions and those feelings, but many of us have. We know how that feels. And so if you've been through that experience, you know what to pray already. You know what to pray. You remember how that felt. It's something you'll never forget. You know what it is when you lose someone that's close to you and dear to you suddenly. You might not even been able to say goodbye, I love you. That opportunity might not have been there. But you know how that felt. You know how it hit you. You know how many times you rolled over and couldn't go to sleep. You remember those things. Remember to pray for others as they go through these experiences. Amen? Remember to pray. Because this happens to everybody sooner or later. And we all need the support of our church family, of our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's one of the reasons we're here, to support one another in love and compassion. Amen? Amen. So, let's see, what else was I supposed to say, Lord? I'm supposed to say this. Praise God. It's always a good thing to sow love and kindness because the day comes when you need it. Amen? The day comes when you need it. When you least suspect. It'll be your turn, and the same love that you poured out will be poured back to you again. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we present our bodies as the living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Yes, Lord, this is our reasonable service. We thank you. Our loins are girded about with your truth. We wear the breastplate of righteousness, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take up the shield of faith, wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We put on the helmet of salvation, and we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We want to thank you that we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're the head and not the tail, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. We thank you, Lord that you have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast down all imaginations, every imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring into captivity every evil thought, every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We thank you that by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we have been healed because you're the God who heals all of our diseases and all of our infirmities. Your joy is our strength. So we thank you for this opportunity to live for you in the earth today, to live for you, to live for you. Cause us to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do we trust. Cause us to know the way wherein we should walk, for we lift up our soul unto thee. Teach us to do thy will, for thou art our God. Thy spirit is good, and lead us into the land of uprightness. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in the name of Jesus Christ. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy in Jesus' name. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, technology demons, 
and their attack. Leviathan spirits and their attack. Brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attack. Water and marine spirits and their attack. Sex devils and their attack. Unclean spirits and their attack. Passive devils and their attack. Pain afflicting spirits. Sleep deprivation spirits. Artificial intelligence. Smart dust and drone spirits. All sorcery devils and their attack. Seducing and womanizing and whoredom spirits and their attack. All the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the seducer and their attack. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching, spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Thank you, Lord. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, and all remote viewing. We bind all whoredom spirits and their attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind all hypnotic and trance devils, all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind targeted radio frequencies, all the microwave attacks, the debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid. We're binding 5G and all of its components, everything coming against us, being beamed at us from outer space, from any satellite, from any planet. From any from any devices orbiting the earth in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. From all antennas aimed at us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From any lunar stations that have been launched. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anything being beamed at us for the purpose of hurting us or harming us in the name of Jesus through the cell towers and through our electronic devices in Jesus' name. Even newly launched missiles that orbit our environment in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the airways and the spaces beyond our stratosphere in Jesus' name. 
Father, we ask that you release your angels to do what you know ought to be done. We come into agreement with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We thank you for protecting us from dangers seen and unseen in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bind all EMF attacks and all EMPs in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty all the cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, indigenous, Islander, Malaysian, Chinese, German, Iranian, Afghanistan, South Africa, Chinese, North Korean and South Korean, Every global cabal bound in Jesus' name. The work of every shaman and the covens of shaman bound in Jesus' name. Brazilian. The Ivory Coast. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bind every global cabal. We bind all of the groups that comprise the Illuminati in the name of Jesus Christ and their wicked works and their evil plans. We bind the membership in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the membership in the name of Jesus Christ. We send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We terminate their advances into our lives in the name of Jesus. We return to sender their evil works in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic, and we bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, and we bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing minds, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. 
We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, witchcraft, dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind all the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents, and we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us, and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks against us, against the website, against the apps, through channeling. In the name of Jesus Christ, we return to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, and vexes, all tribal witchcraft, Nigerian witchcraft, Chaldean witchcraft, Spanish witchcraft. We are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We're binding superficial religious acts. We're binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells. We're binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, and binding synchrony in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, Mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressor and the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits, and practices, lewdness and filthiness, perversions the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, 
and defilement by wizards. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings. And we send him to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ for immediate judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and solely sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet in his 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We undo the rituals, the rites, and the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. Amen. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, vow, pledge, ceremony, or rite in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and Freemasonry, and all the work of every of all the affiliated organizations. Thank you, Lord. Order, um, uh, Order of the Eastern Star, Demolay, and others. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity and pride and work of errors and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. And we return and loose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We bind the rituals of every secret society. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. Spirit of God says to the church, We repent of an evil heart of unbelief and and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. 
the Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power and command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. Be bound and leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every demon that came across the computer lines or phone lines in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus, and we cover our mode of transportation, whether it's the road we travel, the airways, or the waterways. And we take authority, dominion, and power over all interference in the road, objects, demons, people, They are not allowed to cross our path. We forbid it in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you send forth your angels ahead of us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, nightmares, sex dreams, bad dreams, anyone trying to get into our dreams, we command them to stay away. We thank you for angelic protection as we sleep and rest, Father. And we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist. We thank you for linking shields of your angelic warriors in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the praising angels that always attend our church services. We want to thank you. But most of all, we thank you for your very presence, Father. We thank you for your very presence, and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, anything sent to us from the demonic realm in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for opening new doors of opportunity for us to walk through unimpeded by the enemy and his attacks in Jesus' name. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. We close and seal every open door to the demon. Amen. Thank you, especially those that were made by our ancestors. We destroy, we pull down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. In the name of Jesus Christ, we cut ourselves free from ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break the power of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, curse, fetish, witchcraft, bewitchments, death potions, jinxes, all mind control, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, pain, sickness, destruction, voodoo, magic, sorcery, chanting, incantations, incense and candle burning, ungodly prayer chain, ungodly blessing, tribal rituals and sin. We thank you, Lord, 
for every means of destruction. And all the means of trickery. Every means of deception that the enemy has used on the body of Christ. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind it in Jesus' holy name. We bind spirit guides in the name of Jesus. We forbid the witches to strengthen any demon in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to sender spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery. Blindness, bondage, heaviness, fear, all ungodly yokes are destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. We destroy them. We break the cage and set the captive free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for bringing these, saving these souls, that you may have the glory. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. We take authority, dominion, and power over Satan interfering with persons giving their hearts and lives to Jesus Christ. We bind your interferences in the name of Jesus, and we connect them to you forevermore for torment purposes in Jesus' holy name. So, Father, we thank you. And we ask you to loose the favor of God on all the members of Miracle Internet Church. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 91, and our verses for meditation come from the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 11, verses 10 through 11. Our featured ebook is Second Coming of Christ, My Redeemer Lives, and the link is in the chat room now. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about turning to God, turning to God. We're going to talk about that. Amen. It's a good subject to talk about. I hope that you have your notebook and your writing implement and your Bible open so we can get down to business. Amen? Amen. Father, I want to thank you for this message. It's an important message to everyone who hears it. I thank you, Lord, for spreading this word far and abroad far and abroad, all over the body of Christ, so that persons who need to hear and know will hear, receive, and apply to their lives in Jesus' name. Excuse me. Brokenness is a condition of being so crushed by the sin and darkness of the world 
that we recognize that there is no one to turn to but to God. Brokenness is a condition of being so crushed by the sin and darkness of the world that we recognize that there is no one to turn to but to God. It is recognized as a part of the human experience. Spiritual brokenness is a forcefully loud call to believers to obey the words of Jesus by humbling themselves, by embracing the process of dying to self, and by allowing the Holy Spirit to bring forth fruitfulness in our lives. Spiritual brokenness is a forced, fully loud call to believers to obey the words of Jesus by humbling themselves, embracing the process of dying to self, and allowing the Holy Spirit to bring forth fruitfulness in our lives. Brokenness compels us to approach God in surrender with all that we are and all that we are not. With all that we are and all that we are not. Brokenness leads us into true humility, a contrite heart and true repentance. If you'll join me in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, beginning with verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, beginning with verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, beginning with verse 9. Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. You didn't just say it, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you traveled on to repentance. For we were made Sorry, after a godly manner, that ye might receive da- might receive damage by us in nothing, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. The work of godly sorrow. When completed, changes the life and cleanses it from sin. The work of godly sorrow, when completed, changes the life and cleanses it from sin. In contrast, the sorrow of the world produces death. The sorrow of the world produces death. Amen. That's right. 
This unrepentant sorrow or pain is most often reflected over lost good, friends, lost opportunity, a lack of pleasure, and a partial reaping of what has been sowed. Sowing and reaping is still in effect. Sowing and reaping is still in effect. And you know when you sow, when the reaping comes, you reap a harvest. But every harvest produces a bumper crop. And bumper crops of bumper crops. And bumper crops of bumper crops of bumper crops. So be careful what you sow, saints. Be careful what you sow. Amen. Godly sorrow promotes a working of carefulness and obedience in the life. A clearing of our own selves from guilt and fresh indignation and hatred of sin. When godly sorrow works through our hearts and our minds and our lives, it comes to change us, not not to get us off the hook, to change us. You know, some people, the only reason they repent is because they got caught. It doesn't mean that they are truly remorseful for their sin, nor that they have to despise that sin and its working. You know, these flippant, oh, I'm sorry, doesn't work the same as true godly repentance in earnest. You know that gloss over, oh, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. It does not work the same as true godly sorrow that works to repentance that leads to salvation. You see, it's easy to say glib words. It's quite another thing to allow God to work in our lives. And I do mean work elbow grease, if you will, and work out those things that are most displeasing to him. It's one thing to offer this glib, oh, I'm sorry for that. There's not much meat in that. But brokenness brings a completely different disposition. Brokenness brings a completely different disposition. When brokenness has its way with you, you're not the same person you were before. You've been changed. So, brokenness, godly sorrow, brings 
a fresh indignation within us and a hatred of sin. We despise our sin. We want nothing further to do with it. The Bible states that we can't go around confronting it in others until our own obedience is completed. It brings a holy desire to make things right. A holy desire to make things right. And a zeal to do the right thing. A zeal to do the right thing. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse eleven. Second Corinthians seven verse eleven. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse eleven. For behold this self same thing that ye sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it wrought in you. Yes, what clearing of yourself. Yea, what indignation. Yes, what fear. Yes, what vehement desire. Yes, what zeal. Yes, what revenge. In all things, ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. So you see, Godly sorrow is not this cheeky kind of thing. It has real substance to it. It's got power. It's got might. It has strength. Brokenness has endurance. Saints, at times, God allows this kind of sorrow and pain in our lives and in the lives of others to turn us to him, to turn us to him. It is a good kind of sorrow. God sometimes uses sorrow in our lives to help us to turn away from sin and to seek eternal life. Some of us need this kind of catapult to launch us into the will of God. Some of us need this kind of catapult to launch us into the will of God. God's catapult can strategically move us into God's eternal plan for our lives. It can move us from complacency, apathy, and shrugging our shoulders to an earnest and sincere desire to get rid of our sins. Someone said, that during the pandemic, people's minds got strayed away from reality because not many people were attending funerals anymore. They weren't showing up at a church or a building or 
in a cemetery where there was a coffin with a corpse so that they had to stare death-turnity right in the face. They couldn't skirt out of it. Because you know, facing death, facing eternity, has an important impact in our lives. It helps us to clearly understand that our lives here are but a vapor and brief. Causes us to shift our thinking and our believing. And hopefully a lot of our assumptions and presumptions. It helps us to consider how we are living our daily lives and what will happen to us when it's our turn to die. Well, the scriptures say the following, that there's death and then the judgment. No, there is no purgatory. That's a lie. There's death and then the judgment. And everyone must give an account to God for the things done in their body. There is no escaping that. It is certain for everyone. Amen? So we should take our days and our lives and our influence more seriously. We should do everything that we can do to promote the kingdom of God while we're here on the earth. So, see, we develop an urgency to change when brokenness and godly sorrow go to work on us. We develop an urgency to change. It's not something we'll get around to. Passion, which flows from the Father's heart, will not abandon us. His heart is ever toward us. No, God will not forsake you because you have done wrong. He is constantly seeking reconciliation. Such is the love of the Father and his determination to bring us into union with himself. God will go to war against all that keeps us from coming to him. Let me say that again. God will go to war against all that keeps us from coming to him. It's as if brokenness courts the hard-hearted and the hard-headed. It's as if brokenness courts the hard-hearted and the hard-headed. Brokenness is on the lookout for those who sincerely fear the Lord. As soon as a softening of the heart 
is detected. Comfort arises to give hope where there seems to be little or no hope. When we open to the wisdom of conviction, the wisdom of conviction, a balm of healing begins to flow from the throne of God. Brokenness is watching and alert for the change in attitude which would allow for the entrance of godly conviction. Brokenness is very busy every day. Sinners run from conviction, but sometimes there is nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. Nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23. Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23. Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23. But if ye will not do so, Behold, ye have sinned against the Lord. We need to understand that we don't just sin against other people. We sin against ourselves and we sin against the Lord as well. We sin against the kingdom of God. Ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Beginning with verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4. Beginning with verse 12. For the word of God is quick. It's alive. The Bible is alive. It's not a dead book at all. It's alive. It will talk to you. It will correct you. The word of God is quick, it's alive, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Benson and Hedges has nothing on this. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Fast one on God. Neither is there any creature 
that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God doesn't miss a thing. God is not mocked. You cannot fool him. God is not mocked. You cannot fool him. You can't pull a fast one on him. You're not fast enough. Believe me, you are not, nor will you ever be. Brokenness must accomplish a work in us so that we will come openly confess our sin and evil doing. It's not a two-minute excursion. Brokenness has to break us. so that we will openly confess our sin and evil doing. No outpost of hiding can be allowed. We must stand in total transparency before God. No excuses are allowed. We must stand in total transparency before God. No excuses are allowed. 1 John chapter 1 verse 8. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8. 1 John chapter 1 verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive our own selves, and the truth is not in us. Should the Lord use a minister to uncover your sins, you may pull out your familiar shield of defensiveness and self-protection. Many people do. It's their go-to thing. In your ignorance, deception, and confusion, you may choose to falsely accuse the minister or all Christians of ulterior motives. The Bible says thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. How self-defeating. You see, there are persons who are not accustomed to the truth that God is, and that after he has attempted to deal with you privately, and you do not respond to him in a manner in which he is satisfied with, he will pull the covers back on you in public. That's right. He will do it. If that is the way he has to get through to you, he will allow it. 
Amen. I have seen Christians. Oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And they're um, really hypocrites. And they come to a church like this one where God is real. His spirit is present where he's not um, sugarcoating anything. And he comes to the person and says, you're not for real. You still haven't made up your mind how you feel about God. You see, that person wants everybody to think that they're, oh, such and such a Christian, and oh, this and all that and all the other. But you see, God does not like lies at all, and he will uncover them in the assembly of the righteous. And sometimes other places too. There's nothing about a lie that Jesus likes. Nothing at all. Amen? Amen. You know, some of us tell lies because we want people to have a certain opinion of us. And we don't want to look bad in front of others. But Jesus will pull the cover off your lie. If you think you get away with it all the time, you are sadly mistaken because that's just not the truth. Just because no one has said anything to you does not mean that they don't know. Amen. People don't want to be shown up for what they really are. But if you're going to deal with God, who is truth, and his Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, you need to get ready for the transparency part of God. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. You may decide that the messenger does not know anything, nor are you guilty of wrongdoing. You may refuse to yield to brokenness and pull away the shoulder and stiffen the neck. You may choose to to act that way. So let's go to Zechariah. Zechariah, Z-E-C-H, A-R-I-A-H. It's in your table of contents, Zechariah. Amen? Zechariah. If you want the shortcut, go to the end of the Old Testament at Malachi and go back one, one book. Go back one book to Zechariah. Amen? Zechariah, praise the Lord. Chapter 7, Zechariah, chapter 7, beginning with verse 11. Zechariah, chapter 7, beginning with verse 11. You know there are people who actually take the time to run from the truth. God is busy showing them who they really are instead of who they're fronting to be. And they attempt to run. 
as if there is actually some place you can run to where God is not. The scriptures say, even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. There's no place to run. And there is no place to hide. Zechariah chapter 7, beginning with verse 11. But they refused to hearken. You know, we talked about this word hearken a long time ago, and we talked about it since. It's listening with the intent to obey. Listening with the intent to obey. But they refused to listen with the intent to obey. They refused to hearken and pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear. They didn't want God telling them what they could do and what they couldn't do. They didn't want God reigning and ruling over them. They didn't want God in control of their lives. They wanted to do their own thing. Yes, they made their hearts as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts has sent in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts, the Lord God of war. Yes, they stubbornly turned away from God's message of repentance. They put their fingers in their ears to keep from hearing God. They hardened their hearts like an adamant stone, afraid to hear the words of God. That's why the great wrath of God came upon them. God called, pleaded, but they refused to listen to God's correction and compassion. They refused to listen to God's correction and compassion. They refused to listen to God's correction and compassion. So when their adversity came, God turned away. You know, as you read the Old Testament, You read over and over all the times when God worked with the children of Israel, when he worked with the Hebrews, promised them to be their God, faithful to them, and they turned away from him to follow the heathen and to follow demons and to worship the devil. And this cycle kept happening over and over and over and over again. Well, eventually judgment shows up. There's even a place where God says, why should I continue to chasten you? You're not responding to the chastening. Why should I continue to chasten you? Because you're not yielding. Unfortunately, most of us are too self-centered and too satisfied 
with just a few scriptures to ask the Lord to visit us with his brokenness. Though we are concerned about the lost, our hearts are not broken for them to come into the kingdom. We have too much to deal with in our own lives. We think we have too much on our plates already. But this is the end time harvest time, and the harvesters are in need of life cleansing just as the sinners are. The people that God would send into the harvest field to bring in the harvest are in almost as bad a shape as the sinners are. We struggle for God to become the priority of our lives. Some of us are still dragging worldliness around in our backpack. And other things entering in. God is pressing to add to the kingdom such as should be saved. But his workers have other agendas and are bound in sin. His workers have other agendas and are bound in sin. They're in bondage. His workers are in bondage. Amen, it's a real thing. It's real. Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, beginning with verse 10. Proverbs chapter 24, beginning with verse 10. Proverbs chapter 24. Beginning with verse 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, and those that are ready to be slain. If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart, and he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his work? You're a poor specimen if you can't stand the pressure of adversity. Let me say it again. You're a poor specimen if you can't stand the pressure of adversity. We are to rescue those 
who are unjustly sentenced to death. Death, yes. Eternal damnation. They're headed straight for it. Don't stand back and let them die because you don't want to be bothered and you don't want to get involved. Don't try to disclaim responsibility by saying you didn't know about that. For God, who knows all hearts, knows yours, and he knows you knew. And he will reward everyone according to his deeds. You know they're headed straight for the gates of hell, almost nonstop. You can't fake it with God and pretend you didn't know about it. But have you pushed your plate back once to cry out for their souls? No, that's Uncle JoJo's son. He's always gotten in trouble. He's not my problem. Wickedness is near. As near as you will let it. Brokenness seeks to work on your behalf. Brokenness brings the life of God himself, but will not intrude upon your privacy. Brokenness will only step forward when you allow the approach to yourself. Only when you are ready to listen. Only when you are ready to understand. Only when you are ready to value the lessons to be taught, to value the lessons to be taught, will brokenness attempt to touch your heart. Yes, brokenness most certainly will call you. But will you answer? Will you answer? Will you answer? I'll leave you to ponder those thoughts. Amen. You see, we don't have much time left down here. We have to make every moment count. Every moment. Amen. Amen.
You know, some of us have shrugged God off before. Other of us, uh, of us are just bold. We'll just come right out and say, I don't want to do that, God. I just don't want to be bothered. The door to our hearts is closed. You know, it's one thing for God to decide that he's going to use someone else in that circumstance or not use you at that time. But it's quite another thing for you to shut your heart down and say, I will not be used. Time that we consider what's really in our heart. It's time that we consider what's really in our heart. God is not asking you to go knock the walls down in anybody's life. He's asking you to allow him to deal with you first. The important thing, we have to allow God to deal with us first. We can't go marching out into the harvest field because we're not ready. Because there are areas where we're not willing to let God deal with us to his satisfaction. Amen. Amen. And it's true about all of us, not one or two of us, all of us. Some of us still have wrong values. He can't send us to certain people because they have those same wrong values and they can see through you a mile away. So we wouldn't be an effective witness there. We all should recast this message. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to our guest call-in, area code 9522. You're on the air. Hello? Area code 9522. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor. Hello. 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 This is Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. What can we do for you tonight? I am just seeking guidance. Be specific, please. I just got saved yesterday, and I joined, I joined church yesterday. 
All right. Congratulations. Thank you. How did that happen? Oh, yeah, I joined your church. And that happened because of my friend and connect. Uh-huh. Continue. Yes, she's the one that um showed me this. I I just told her that I needed guidance in all of this that's going on in my life, and she recommended me to you guys. Yes, okay. she recommended me to Jesus. All right. Well, would you like for us to pray with you? Yes, please. What do you need guidance concerning? Just with my life, my financial situation, finding an apartment, my relationship with my family, and my significant other. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And my significant um, other, he is Buddhist, and I don't really know how to feel about that, so I would like to see guidance in how to go forward with this situation. Okay. Are you ready to hear the truth? Yes. Okay. The way to go forward in that situation is to go into fast reverse. Okay, what is that? Okay, you know how you get in a car and you put it in drive. It takes you in one direction called forward. Or when you get in the car, you can put it in reverse, and it takes you in a completely different direction. Okay. Now, your friend is a Buddhist. Your friend does not believe in Jesus Christ. Your friend does not believe that Jesus Christ is God. And your friend worships a completely different spirit, a spirit that is not God at all. And as you begin to grow in the things of God, you will come to the conclusion that there's a friction between you because you serve the true and living God and he does not. Okay. What do you think of that? I find the truth in that, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it would... It would be the same if you were uh, seeing someone that was a Muslim or someone that belonged to some other religion. Okay. But you see, Christianity is a faith. It's a relationship with Almighty God through Jesus Christ, his son. And he calls for us to love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength, 
in all of our minds. And if we worship any other god or any other spirit, it's called idolatry. And it's a major sin. It's big time. It's a felony. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's a felony. It brings eternal imprisonment in hell. I don't want that. Okay. I see you very clear with what you want and what you don't want. So... I want you to repeat after me, if you don't mind. All right. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I am very happy. I am very happy. About our new relationship. About our new relationship. And I feel so much better. And I feel so much better. Now that you are in my life. Now that you are in my life. I turn away. I turn away. From all of my past sins. From all of my past sins. And the sins that came down my family line. And the sins that came down my family line. That I've been open to and participated in. That I've been open to and participated in. I ask you to forgive me for all of it. I ask you to forgive me for all of it. I believe. I believe. That you are God. That you are God. And that you died on the cross for my sin. And that you died on the cross for my sin. And for the sin of the whole world. And for the sins of the whole world. I ask you to help me grow. I ask you to help me grow. And to teach me. And to teach me how to serve you, how to serve you, how to be a real Christian, how to be a real Christian, because I don't want to be a phony, because I don't want to be a phony. I give you my love. I give you my love. My life. My life. And my loyalty. And my loyalty. I want nothing to do. I want nothing to do. With Satan. With Satan. Or his power. Or his power. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. And you have all power. And you have all power. I trust you with my life. 
I trust you with my life. And my future. And my future. I ask you to take all my sins away. I ask you to take all my sins away. And I thank you for dying for me on the cross. And I thank you for dying for me on the cross. All right. Saints, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over the enemy's war against this young saint in Jesus' name. We break his grip and hold in her life in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the ignorance that is with every believer and even with some seasoned believers. We take authority, dominion, and power over all deception, all confusion. And we break your grip and hold in her life in Jesus' name. Let her go. You can't hold on to her. You can't hold her back. You cannot stop her. She's given her life to Jesus, and you have to leave now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we left her life to you, her family to you, her significant other to you, and her finances to you, Lord. We thank you that you provide all of her needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. We thank you that through the blood of Jesus, her sins have been washed away. We ask you, Father, to help her to grow. We ask you, Lord, to teach her to pray. We ask you, Lord, to help her to learn to trust you and to obey you, no matter what her thoughts are trying to tell her. We take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits that have manipulated her thoughts, her mind, and her life up to now in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father, to use her in, your, in her family as you see fit. Most families that are not Christians have a hard time with new believers. But, Lord, give her grace. Give her grace and give her wisdom on how to present her new life in Christ to those that are closest to her. The Lord says this young man is not your husband. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. I know that's that's difficult to take, but we live with the truth here. We don't want to be deceived. And see, that's part of what holds you to some people. You have ideas and mindsets and thought processes that this could be the one, this might be the one that I've been waiting for. Well, the Lord came with the truth to tell you that this one is not the one. And it is not necessary for you to try to find that person. When the time is right, when you are prepared, when the other person is prepared, the Lord will bring the two of you together in holiness, in purity, and in godly love. Present one is not the one. 
All right. Okay. I know you're disappointed, but if you settle for this one, you'll miss the real one. Father, I ask you to heal her emotions right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over her emotions right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over her emotions right now. We bind disappointment, we bind disillusionment, and we bind confusion in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. So save those energies and all that enthusiasm and all that expectancy for the right one. All right? Reel that back in. Reel that back in. Because this one isn't the one that's going to go the distance with you. You know, when you come to the altar, you you make a vow that says, till death do us part. This one isn't going to go the distance. All right? Okay. Yes. Thank you And God doesn't want you to settle for less than his best. All right? Hold out for God's best. And you don't have to go looking for it. God will tell you in advance. You don't have to worry about, uh, well, what if somebody approaches me? Maybe this is the one. No, you don't have to go there. You can stay within your boundaries, and unless God himself comes to you to tell, and if it's God, he will make himself extremely and abundantly clear. He will confirm it with church leadership. You do not have to be misled. You can hold out for the person that God is preparing for you. All right? Yes. All right. Thank you. We love you. God bless you. Oh, I love you too, and thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Bye-bye. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Well, saints, we have a new one. Thank the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. You know, growing up is tough. Even when you're a more seasoned saint, because God comes right in with the truth of his word, and he's not playing. He doesn't want her hurt, and neither do we. So we would want her to receive the truth so she can be blessed. Amen? God does not want us being disappointed and hurt all the time. So, Let's do what God has for us. Let's do the thing that God has for us. That's the way to live. God has a plan for our lives. God has a plan for every life, and he is well able to see the path. You know, a lot of young people spend a lot of time all caught up in, 
who should I be with? And I think it's this one. And I think, and they're just as wrong as they can be. That's the world's method of doing things, plundering from here to there to everywhere. But that's not God's plan. And he doesn't want us becoming physically involved with people that, number one, he didn't choose for us, and number two, are not going to be faithful to us. Amen. God knows the end from the beginning. And we must learn to trust him, to allow him to grow us up. Amen? Allow him to grow us up. Well, Lord, I'm getting old. And I need, no, dear, you're not old. You just think you are. Amen? So we're going to keep Sister Monica in prayer. And God's going to keep blessing her. Amen. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the new COVID-19 virus variant spreading now, Eris, is currently the predominant strain in the United States, according to data from the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Although it's increasingly reported worldwide, poses a low risk to public health, and there is no evidence it causes different or more severe symptoms than previous Omicron offspring. A subvariant of the Omicron lineage, Eris, otherwise known as EG5, was detected as early as February this year. As of August 23rd, Eris has been detected in more than 50 countries and is responsible for an estimated 20.6% of all cases in the United States. Meanwhile, FL 1.51 is now the second most prevalent strain, accounting for over 13% of cases. On August 9th, the World Health Organization designated Eris as a variant of interest, meaning it possesses genetic characteristics that could increase its transmissibility virulence, and ability to evade vaccines. (laughs) Really? You're going to try to tell part of the truth? The WHO had previously labeled ARIS as a variant under monitoring after a surge in COVID-19 infections in early July. Current variant of interest list list also includes two other Omicron cousins, XBB 1.5 and XBB 1.16. If Eris is upgraded to a variant of concern, governments would need to increase preventative measures such as mask mandates in hospitals, testing, or physical distancing. Haven't we heard this song before? There have already been growing concerns that Eris could trigger governments to revive some COVID-19 restrictions. Here they go again. Eris is a descendant of Omicron variant XBB192. Eris carries an additional amino acid mutation known as F456L in the spike protein. This mutation has been shown to escape immunity gained from previous variants and may help the new variant transmit quickly. 
The CDC said there is no evidence errors causes more severe disease than other Omicron descendants, and it seems to cause similar symptoms, similar to those of earlier COVID-19 virus strains and that of the common cold. Symptoms may include the following. Let's see if these sound familiar to something that may have happened long before what they call COVID showed up. Fatigue, muscle pain, chest pain, headache, sore throat, runny nose, congestion, cough, fever and chills, nausea or vomiting, diarrhea, loss of taste or smell. Really? Health authorities have also been tracking a highly mutated strain called BA2H6 or parola by some, which has caught scientists by surprise after it was picked up by COVID-19 testing on three continents. This variant has scientists on alert because its emergence is reminiscent of the early days of Omicron variant in late 2021, when researchers in Southern Africa noticed a lineage that quickly spread globally. There's a little bit of deja vu all over again, said Adam Loring, a virologist and infectious disease physician at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, whose lab identified one individual infected with BA 2.86 in an interview with Nature. Health authorities first detected BA 2.86 in Denmark on July 24th, and it has also been spotted in the UK, United States, and Israel. None of the cases appear to be appears to be linked, including three infections in Denmark found in different parts of the country. This geographical distribution is another feature of BA 2.86 that is garnering scientists' attention. This suggests that variant may already be fairly widespread. Jesse Bloom, a viral evolutionary biologist at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center in Seattle told Nature, it's got to have been transmitting a fair amount. The UK Health Security Agency said a recent case was reported on a person with no recent travel history, suggesting a degree of community transmission within the UK. However, experts do not expect BA 2.8 to have the same impact as Omicron due to response practice with earlier COVID-19 waves and rollout. There's a good reason to think it won't be like the Omicron wave, but it's earlier days, Mr. Loring said in the Nature interview. Pfizer, Moderna, and Novavax have created new versions of their vaccines to target another Omicron sublineage, XBB.1.5, similar to Eris. So health authorities hope the vaccines will work on new variants. Boy, they really want to rake in the money, don't they? However, according to the WHO, the F456L mutation Eris carries has been shown to decrease the neutralization of most XBB. 1.5 neutralizing antibodies listed by the WHO as a variant of concern. XBB 1.5 previously dominated transmission 
in the United States for several months straight, but was surpassed by XBB.16 or Arcturus in July. The new CDC director, Dr. Mandy Cohen, anticipates that these vaccines, here it comes, will be available at common locations such as pharmacies and anticipates an annual COVID-19 shot, integrating it into routine health practices. <sighs> We've seen it before, haven't we? We want to thank the righteous judge for his, acute, uh, his adjudications on all such. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning TikTok car thieves. Seven kids between the ages of 10 and 15 were arrested in Jacksonville this month on charges of auto theft and robbery after stealing and, in one case, crashing cars. The arrests come in the midst of a surge in theft of Kias and Hyundais part of a national trend tied to viral social media videos that explain how to take advantage of security flaws in the vehicles. Last year, 198 Kias and Hyundais were stolen in Jacksonville. So far this year, that number is up to, are you ready, 711. Sheriff T.K. Waters is urging owners to ask their manufacturers whether a software update could help. He also recommends they install anti-theft immobilizers. Well, you heard it first. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such in Jesus' name. Now, they're going to sit there and tell people how to become criminals and how to go break in people's cars and steal them, crash them. My, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning uh, uh, Democrats in the USA need uh, new glasses and new spectacles. To them, we're living in just one big conspiracy theory. You know, they call us conspiracy theorists. They think we have a theory about a conspiracy of the globalists attacking the population of the world. Well, it's not a theory. It's a fact and truth. And many of us have known it and been aware of it for decades. You see, if you label it a theory, people can blow it off. It's just speculation. But now that we're fully enthralled in it, fully uh, overwhelmed by it, fully uh, almost being totally controlled by it, it's not a theory at all. It wasn't a theory then, and it's not a theory now. It's the facts and the truth. It's just some people just don't want to know and don't want to hear and don't want to believe. They're full of fear, they're full of unbelief, and they're in trouble. How could America possibly become a communist country? And how is it already transforming with their voluntary brainwash help into one? 
take a good look at communist theories and principles. And any layman can see without a doubt that the U.S. government is attempting to control 100% of all means of wealth, resources, media, and health care in an attempt to make the nation classless and stateless. Pay close attention and you will see the forest for the trees. So we're going to look at some phases of this. Phase one, overthrow the U.S. government with fixed elections. The Democrats overthrew the election system by cheating from every angle, using the pandemic as a scapegoat for mail-in ballots, unguarded polls and drop boxes, and delayed findings of millions of lost ballots. This was the revolution to overthrow the existing government, Trump, the constitutionalists, and conservatives, and emphasize the need for total destruction of the existing system in order to move on to phase two, to end of the end of all fossil fuel use, more pandemics, and total crash of the U.S. economy. A dictator or elite leaders gain absolute control over the working class, the new government. The CCP-led Democrats who report to Obama, Soros, and other globalists exert absolute control over the citizen, common citizens' personal choices, as we see with the forced COVID vaccine vaccination, and mask-wearing agenda, banning, the banning of fossil fuels, persecution and denouncement of all religions, and the adulteration of education in the name of gender fluidity and child-grooming perversion. The purposely elusive goal of utopia. The only utopia ever achieved under a communist regime is the absolute wealth control by the elite who guarantee they they never have to work again or report to a different regime. This wealth and power is all about greed, immorality, perversion, child trafficking, war, destruction, and relentless persecution of any opposition. Relentless persecution of any opposition. Relentless persecution of any opposition. In a Marxist utopia, there are only two real classes of people, the elite and the destitute, with zero possibility that any middle-class citizens rise to the top. The Marxist Biden regime is currently installing the key tenets of communism, and only the Democrats can't see it happening. Yes, the GOP knows it's happening, but they are all in with their investments in the medical military industrial complex and the pharma industrial complex, so they don't care. Because Trump was not a massive embezzler of U.S. taxpayer funds. Most politicians absolutely despise him. 
Now, if you remember correctly, he had to choose. After he'd already declared his candidacy, he had to choose which political party he was going to go with. And so he decided he'd choose the Republicans. But most of them couldn't stand him, if you recall history correctly. They didn't want him out stomping and campaigning for them. They shunned him, if you remember correctly. They didn't want to have anything to do with him. In fact, Mitch McConnell, Senator Mitch McConnell, is known for, for stating that he hardly went up to see him. Why? He didn't want to have anything to do with it. Amen. Amen. And it's so. So, because Trump was not a massive embezzler of U.S. taxpayer funds, most politicians absolutely despise him. There is another reason the CCP. Chinese Communist Party led Biden regime wants Trump jail for life. We are now seeing the essential tenets of communism being installed against the people's will in America, and it won't take much longer to accomplish this end game. Remember, socialism is just the introduction of communism. Socialism advocates the state's ownership of land, industry, and capital. So there are 10 communist indoctrinations that are taking place in America. Number one, wear your COVID mask 24 7, 365. Wear it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So you have no unique identity. No personality, no facial expression, just a bunch of moronic tax-paying clones. Number two, wear your COVID mask at all times so your human-to-human live communication is significantly impaired. Big Brother doesn't want the peons colluding and figuring out how badly they're being screwed. Well, we some of us have, have had sense enough to wake up. Number three. Be a pervert who thinks about sex, sexual identity, sexual partners, gender changes, pornography, and grooming all day. That way you're not thinking about anything that matters to the government's police state control over you. Number four, be very afraid of those in power so you never challenge the sick care model of forced medication doled out in the form of vaccination or fake elections, and that's why the January Sixers are still locked up and soon Trump. Number five, only the government should have guns. Citizens don't really need them. Number six, if you don't love illegal immigration, then you hate all immigrants, people of color, gay people, etc. The government needs all of your money to pay for roads, schools, national security, and hospitals to keep the sick, to keep all sick humans alive. Number eight, our country must bomb, invade, 
and militarily occupy other countries in order to install democracy, manage their resources, and keep peace around the globe. Oh, and taxpayers must foot the bill. Number nine, all TV news is real because it's a direct message from the government who is always looking out for your best interest. Number 10, entertainment, travel, and dining out are ultra expensive now because it is for the elite. Another way, the middle class is being wiped out. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on all such. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The Biden administration has been quietly auctioning off millions of dollars of border wall materials, reports indicate, apparently making good on President Joe Biden's pledge not to build another foot of former President Donald Trump's signature border wall. Determined to plug the gaps in the United States' porous southern border and stem the flow of illegal immigration into the country, President Trump erected more than 450 miles of new wall during his administration. Faced with funding hurdles, President Trump even notably diverted some Pentagon funds to the project. President Biden, by contrast, has taken a dim view of his predecessor's vision for a grand barrier, pledging, while still a presidential candidate, that there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. On the day he took office, President Biden issued a proclamation that rescinded the national emergency declaration that President Trump had relied on to divert some $10 billion from Pentagon coffers to border wall construction. It shall be the policy of my administration that no more American taxpayer dollars be diverted to construct a border wall, President Biden's declaration states. Now, further proof that President Biden meant what he said about nixing wall construction comes in the form of reports that the Defense Logistics Agency, the Combat Logistics Support Branch of the Department of Defense, is disposing of wall border wall material. A DLA spokesman confirmed to Power Corridor that a number of items up for auction in GovPlanet, an online auction marketplace, are ex-border wall materials that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers turned over to the DLA for disposition and that these items are now for sale. The auction site makes no mention of the origin of the materials, listing them generically as steel tubing and sticks for industrial construction, with some identified as square structural tubes. Pentagon spokeswoman Rainey Brunson told the Daily Caller News Foundation that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is disposing of the excess border wall materials 
accordance with the federal acquisition regulations. Since April, the online auctioneer has sold more than 80 lots <coughs> of steel square structural tubes, which were meant for use as vertical elements in the border walls panels, with 13 additional lots going under the hammer on August 23rd and August 30th. Republicans who have been deeply critical of President Biden on border security, introduced legislation in May that would force the Pentagon to allow millions of dollars worth of unused border wall components to be used to extend the wall along the southern border. Called it the Finish It Act, the legislation would require the federal government to either deploy the materials or transfer them to states, which would use them to construct the wall. The legislative proposal came after an investigation by the Armed Services Committee found that the Pentagon was spending $47 million per year to store the wall panels and other elements. President Biden could not have created a worse border crisis if he tried but he continues to stand in the way of a solution. Senator Roger Wicker, the bill's sponsor, said in a statement in May. As Senate Republicans revealed earlier this year, his administration is forcing the Department of Defense to spend millions of dollars a year to let border panels go unused when they could be used to secure our border. It is time for the president to put these materials to use and finish the wall. Amid reports that the Biden administration is busy selling off border wall components rather than allowing them to be used to build more wall, Mr. Wicker called the development outrageous behind-the-scenes maneuvering. This sale is a wasteful and ludicrous decision by the Biden administration that only serves as further proof they have no shame. Senator Tom Cotton, Finish It Act, and a frequent critic of President Biden's border policies was searing in his criticism of what he said amounted to a fire sale, leaving the border open to terrorists while selling border security materials at a loss is Biden Bidenonomic in a nutshell, Mr. Cotton told the New York Post. It's unclear how much money from the sale of the materials has gone into the Pentagon's budget. Lieutenant Colonel Devin T. Robinson told the New York Post that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has disposed of roughly $154 million worth of border wall materials out of a total stockpile worth about $260 million. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen. The BRICS group, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the BRICS group of nations is on a course to change the power balance in the global energy market. The Infotech News outlet reported on Thursday, citing calculations based on 2022 OPEC oil exports and production data. According to the calculations, 
Once the group expands after adding six new nations to its ranks, it will control nearly half of the world's oil production and reserves. BRICS currently consists of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. However, at the group's summit in Johannesburg this week, it was announced that Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates will officially join in January 2024. According to the report, the group will greatly increase its weight in the oil market with the inclusion of Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and Iran. Along with current members Russia and Brazil, these nations combined control 39% of the world's total oil exports or exports or 17.1 million barrels per day. The 11 nations of the expanded BRICS will account for around 47.6% of the world's total oil production data shows. In terms of oil reserves, BRICS will also control nearly half of the world's total, 719.5 billion barrels out of 1.6 trillion. If Venezuela, which has also recently applied for membership, is accepted into its ranks, the group's control will be even greater, around 65.4%. In comparison, the G7 group of leading economies, the U.S., U.K., Germany, Italy, Canada, France, and Japan, controls only 3.9% of known crude reserves. Analysts note that the expansion of BRICS to the Gulf countries is likely to see the U.S. lose its influence in the global oil market. Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates joining is extremely significant. The United States used to rely on Gulf monarchies, especially Saudi Arabia, to exert control over the oil price. With their accession to BRICS, it seems like America has lost any control it had over oil prices for the foreseeable future. Irish Irish economist Philip Pilkington said in an article for the British portal Unheard, according to Pilkington, the outcome of this week's BRICS summit also symbolizes the end of Iran's economic isolation. Given that the country is the world's eighth largest oil producer and possesses the third largest proven oil reserves, This is a subconomic and geopolitical development, he stated. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen. These are very, very important things that go on all around the world, and they affect everyone's standard of living. Amen. Brother Marshall, we're ready to pray. And we thank you, Father, for putting us all here for such a time as this as we come before your throne of grace. And we thank you for that throne of grace, the blood of sprinkling, 
thank you, Jesus, for pouring out your soul, your blood. Why? Because that's the only thing that could save us. In fact, you said, apart from me, you can do nothing, Marshall. And I know, apart from you, I can do nothing. I'm so grateful you said, alone with you always, even to the end of the world. And thank you, Jesus, for ever living to make intercession for each of us. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for going through us as we allow you to, even especially at this time. You said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Well, Father, we're not the first bunch of people on the earth to have ever sinned. Even as Pastor Sabrina alluded to the fact that the Israelites repeatedly missed the mark in the past. And you would get their attention, and maybe they would repent for a season, at least make an attempt in that direction. And then they messed up again, picked up another idol or whatever it was that offended you, and they got to repent again because they were falling into hardships and hard times. But Father, you know how to get people's attention. And I thank you, Father God, that is you're no respecter of persons, what you've done for one, you'll do for another. Even as the people prayed in the book of Nehemiah, Father God, you showed us your heart. You're very compassionate because your mercies are new every day, but you're also a realist. And you absolutely hate and detest all sin. What is sin? Sin isn't just a, oops, I made a mistake. Sin is allowing a demon to control a person is supposed to belong to the greater God, basically bowing the knee to a different God. So, Father God, we repent, renounce every spirit of idolatry and bowing the knee to a false God, even as Satan tempted Jesus and said, if you just fall down and worship me, I'll give you all this glitz and glimmer and glamour and that so many people have fallen into. Father, for those who can repent, maybe there's some in the rhino department who can repent. There's a few of them that are standing up at least in the border wall situation. So, Father, we ask you to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction because we know that the, the demons have very clever plans. And the CCP has been so busy in all these different things that this isn't just something that started last week or last year or two weeks ago or two years ago. This has been an ongoing, multi-decade plan, Father God, to bring in what Sabrina Sessions actually read through quite clearly about the plan to bring in communism. And I heard somebody else tell it in a little bit more general fashion, but basically the same thing, quoting history. Well, how does communism work? So, Father God, we repent because we know communism is when people don't have a relationship with the Creator God. They want to make their own God. So they pick somebody to be their head. And, Father, we speak confusion, division, and enemies came from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2, uh, 6, from Proverbs 18:10. End of Psalm 91 in Jesus' name. Because we know, Father God, that the people, the CCP, they think they're like the supreme race. And they think no one could be as good as they are. And they might humor or go along with the Klaus Schwab's and the other people of this world. But, Father, they're not going to put up with it as soon as they get their way. And the people that, at the World Economic Forum, they think they're in charge and they're in control. So we see confusion, division, the enemy's camp, confusion, division, the enemy's camp. In all these different situations where they're trying to control people, with their mind control and propaganda, a new Omicron variant coming out. Father God, somebody once said, "Fool me, fool me once, and and it's it's on it's on me. You know, it, it's your your mistake. But fool me twice, shame on me. I don't I didn't say that right, but that's the basic idea. 
That's why we got the enemies did fool a lot of people. In fact, they brought in that spirit of fear. So we bind that spirit of ungodly mind control and ungodly fear. Satan, you the mind blinder, you the root cause of ungodly fear. Because we know that's how Bishop Kanko, when he used to be on the dark side, the real Bishop Kanko, before he became the Bishop Kanko, when he was being groomed to be a fourth-generation witch doctor, they all the people on the demonic side, they control everybody with fear and, and, and purported great power. Well, Satan does have a little bit of power. He's called the god of this world. What does the word god mean? Anyway, it means ruler, ruling magistrate. And they only can rule if somebody gives them the tip of the hat. They say, oh, 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 I'll bow down and I'll obey you. But we better not do that anymore, should we? People have been harmed, seriously harmed, physically, emotionally. The children harmed, just not by having to wear a mask. That's just the, the, the lack of oxygen to the growing brain. But even adults don't need to have their oxygen uh, curtailed and the buildup of carbon monoxide. So, Father God, all this strategy for bringing the new Omicron variant and to help the, what the, the pharmaceutical. I mean, oh, what is that pharmaceutical industry? That's pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft. We bind every spirit of witchcraft. Every witchcraft spirit sent against all those standing for the truth in every nation all over the earth, God's earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of eternally. Sevenfold in the His spirit's descent. And do those spirits intend to us. Render unto thy neighbors. Sevenfold in their bosom. Their reproach, where their reproach to the Lord, even as it is written in Psalm 79, 12. Because Jesus said, whatever you do the least of these, you've done it unto me. He takes it very, very, very personally. That's why he said to Saul of Tarsus, Saul, that became Paul. Saul, Saul, why did he persecute me? Well, Saul persecute Jesus. He, he never harmed Jesus walking in the his sandals in the flesh, or he harmed the body of Christ. We're called the body of Christ because we're joined to him. We receive his righteousness, just like a wife gets the name of her husband in a traditional way. This is a spiritual thing. We receive his name, and he's called Yahweh Tzikeno, the Lord, our righteousness. We can't be righteous in our own self. He's the righteous one. He gives us his robe of righteousness. And that's how we come against the devil. In his robe of righteousness, Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. In Jesus' name, Jesus, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. In agreement with all the saints in Matthew 18, 18, and also Matthew 16, 19, the individual saints who receive the Holy Ghost. And it is by the power of the Spirit. Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Your demonic assignments to control people's minds and hearts. That spirit of ungodly fear is bound. This spirit of Bowing the knee to people in so-called authority. The white coat syndrome bound again. Oh, well, the doctor said, are they gods? Some people think they are. <laughs> Father, deliver us all. And I've been there. I know. Yeah, I know. I had a grandfather and uncle who were doctors. And and my, my mom used to really think her dad was bee's knees. But he died when she was quite young. So, Father God, a lot of these people are trying to control others, even help others. They're controlled by ungodly fear, too. Some of these people that are doctors are being controlled by, well, I've got my debt to medical school. I have to go along with what the AMA tells me, or they take away my license. Oh, really? Didn't you have an oath? Oh, they made up their own oath. You know, the new ones that don't even really care about protecting the people. Father God, send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, because I can't do it. I can't do it for my own family. I can't do it for anyone, Father God. It says you send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, Father God, in, in, um, in John 16, 8. So we ask you to do so. And you said, if two of you on earth agree to touch anything, ask it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. 
for all these people trying to bring in the new Omicron variant or whatever it is, trying to bring in the new thing to get people to take more uh, mind control uh, agenda, uh, part of the psychological warfare, because we are in a world war. And it's not just the United States. Oh, no. It's not just Great Britain. Oh, no. It affects everyone all over the place. And some of the people in the African nations, they've escaped some of this first season, but they're feeling the pinch in other areas. Maybe they don't have anything to eat, or maybe they don't have, but Russia and China are coming to help them. Isn't that nice? So, because the United States has just been trying to rape and pillage. So, Father God, we take responsibility and repent, just like you heard, and that's what we need to do. That's what the saints did in Nehemiah. What do they do? They actually heard the word of God for a fourth part of the day. What would that be, like six hours just listening to the word? And they didn't just read it. Most of them were illiterate. They had a few people could read, and that's what's so important about the First Testament church, that a few people could read, because faith comes by hearing, not just quietly reading. And they got convicted listening to the word of God. And then they got to repent for the next fourth part of the day. How about spending mm, six hours, roughly, repenting of sins, generational sins, personal sins, they were taking wives from the heathen people. We're not supposed to be unequally yoked. Thanks, thanks. Somebody posted in that chat room tonight before I lost connection with the chat room for a moment. So, Father God, I thank you for restoring the connections for the saints, Father God. We thank you for the most important, the connection to the third heaven because Jesus is interceding for us because of that blood, Father God. He took, what did he take to heaven? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. For Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. So, Lord, they stood there when they blessed your glorious name, is exalted above all blessing and praise, it says in Nehemiah 9.5. Thou art Lord alone, not Biden, not even Trump. I'm sorry, Trump's a nice guy in some areas. Some areas, mm, he's just a human being. And thou, Lord, art God alone. Thou hast made heaven and the heaven of heavens. With all the hosts, the earth and all that therein is, and all that, all things that are therein, the sea and all that is therein, mm -hmm. everything that's in the sea. Thou, thou preservest them all, and the host of heaven worshipeth thee, even the stars and the moon. Thou art the Lord, the God, Yahweh the Elohim, that didst choose Abraham, and brought him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees, and gavest him the name of Abraham. You know, that's profound, because he's the father of the faith. And, and, and what did he do? He followed God. He didn't know where he was going, but he listened and he obeyed. Help us to listen and obey, Lord. Help me. Help me, Lord. And all of us to listen and obey. And Father, you're so kind to those people, Father God, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, Father God. Thou us them, this says in verse 12, Thou us them in the day by a cloudy pillar, in the night by a pillar of fire. Thou gavest them light in the way wherein they should go. You showed them which way to go, so show us which way to go. And verse 15, and thou gavest them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought us forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst and promised them that they should go in to possess the land which thou hast sworn unto them. But they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks. I think Sabrina might have been alluding to stiff necks tonight. And hearkened not unto thy commandments and refused to obey, neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to the bondage. Uh, but thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and to great kindness, and focus, forsookest them not. You didn't totally forsake them, Father God. In verse 19, 
Yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest them, forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of fire depart not from them by day to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them the light and the way that they should go. Thou gavest them thy good spirit to instruct them, and withheldest not the manna from their mouth, and gavest them water for their thirst. So we thank you, Father God. You provided for them, and those people with swollen ankles, read the next verse, Nehemiah 9.21. It goes along very nicely with Deuteronomy 8, beginning of chapter 8. For 40 years thou didst sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. And that's in the Old Testament, and we have a better covenant upon in it with, new, with better promises in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. But after they had rest, it says in verse 28, they did evil again before thee. Therefore, leftest thou them in the hand of their enemies, so that they had the dominion over them. Yet when they returned and cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven, and many times didst thou deliver them according to thy mercies, and testifiest against them, that thou mightest bring them again into the, bring them again unto thy law. Yet they dealt proudly. And what did they do again? And hearken not unto thy commandments, but sinned against thy judgments. Which if a man do, he shall live in them. And withdrew their shoulder and hardened their neck and would not hear. Father, I know what I went through the deliverance the first time. I had a stiff neck <laughs> the whole week. <laughs> and you were dealing with me early on there, but you're still dealing with me, and you're not done yet. Thank you, Father God. You know how to deal with each of us. Nevertheless, in thy great mercy, that, that forsake, forsake thou not utterly. Hmm. Nevertheless, for thy great mercy, forsake thou not utterly. Hmm. I'm not reading this right. Help me, Father, to read it properly. Verse 31, Nehemiah 9. Nevertheless, for thy great mercy, forsake thou. Oh, for thy great mercy's sake, thou didst not utterly consume them nor forsake them, for thou art a gracious and merciful God. So, Father God, this goes on and on. And my Father God, and it shows that, Father God, when, when we keep rebelling, you really, so, you're God alone. <laughs> you're the only God who can do that. Not the Biden God. Oh, no, 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 no. His idea of mercy is to get the people in, in, uh, in Hawaii 700 bucks when they lose their family homestead that have been in there for generations. That's a nice thing. He's sending billions over to Ukraine. Father God, Father, you know what's going on. You're exposing all these things. And Pastor Sabrina has been so patient to look up and read about, including the people stealing cars in Jacksonville. Get, find out how to do it online. Isn't that nice for the teenagers? No, it's not nice. Because you're teaching them, because you said uh, people that do these things don't inherit eternal life. The Ten Commandments is not just some, some Bible teacher I knew. We talked about the Ten Suggestions. They're not Ten Suggestions. They're Ten Commandments from the living God. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver us from the communist agenda, the New World Order agenda, which is actually... <laughs> this whole agenda to get rid of... The people that believe in the one true creator God, that's why they hate people in Russia. That's why they hate Trump. That's why they hate anybody who stands up traditional values, Father God. And, Father God, those people that are stealing, because, you know, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's stealing the materials that were set aside for the border wall. They had to pay a lot to destroy them. Isn't that a good idea they're telling them? No, it's not a good idea. So, Father, we ask for divine intervention and adjudication in every single one of these areas, Father God, in Jesus' name. And you said, Father God, in your word, Mm. 
You showed me a couple of scriptures earlier today. Father God, help me to find them quickly. Help me, Father. Kind of, I don't have these all these things memorized. And about to get that, about to get that. You said in hmm, Psalm 63. Where is that, Lord? Psalm 63. Nobody get that. 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 But those that seek my soul to destroy shall go to the lower parts of the earth. Verse nine. They shall fall by the sword. There shall be a portion for foxes. Hey, this is what you say is in your word, Father God, in Jesus' name. And and, and why is that important? Because you said, in Psalm 149, Yet the saints shall be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. The high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands, especially as the sword of the Spirit that Sabrina read about from, from Hebrews 4.12 to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains, their nobles with the fetters of iron. Yes, those people in both parties, it's a uniparty, to bind their kings, those people that think they're little kings, with chains, and their nobles with fetters of iron, and judgment's coming. To execute upon them that judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done, are doing, and going to do. In Jesus' name. And it says in Psalm 92, verse 9, For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. We thank you for scattering all the works of the iniquity. But my horn, that is the strength of the saints, but my horn, because Jesus is our strength, Jesus is the word of God by the power of the Spirit, but my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. We thank you for sending the Holy Ghost upon your servants, Father God. And you said in the last days I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and we ask you to do so, Father God. These are the last days. Apparently it looks that way. It looks like judgment day is coming. Father God, a lot of people aren't ready for it. So give us the unction to reach out to those some of those we've tried to reach out to before, give us your wisdom to know what questions to ask by the power of your Spirit. Show us how to reach out, what, what they're interested in. I know most of them are just interested in themselves, but, Father God, they, they need to know where they want to, where themselves need to spend eternity, Father God. Some people do lots of good things, Father God, preparing for, preparing for this world, but they need to prepare for the next one, too. Let God arise, it says in Psalm 68, verse 1. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. It's your turning the CCP against the WEF and the WHO and all these different people. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fires, let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But the, let the righteous be glad and let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. And Father God, you said in your word, <clears throat> Behold, where is that, Lord? Till everyone submit himself with pieces of silver. Scatter thou the people that delight in war. We bind that spirit of Zeus. Every spirit that delights in war, they've been trying so diligently to turn one group against another. Civil war would be lovely for them. Then, then they can just take up the, whatever the dregs that are left, having us kill ourselves off. Because that's what the CCP's been trying to get. If the U.S. destroy all their military might, sending it all over to, to Ukraine and having it all sold on the black market, not even used against Russia necessarily. It's just help launder more money. Father God, we ask for your divine intervention adjudication in every one of these areas that Pastor Sabrina has so diligently gone through. Deliver us from all these people. 
trying to bring in the mind control and the ungodly fear of the Omicron and the, the medical tyranny, Father God, and all those people stealing, killing, and destroying, not just cars in Jacksonville, trying to steal people's peace of mind and heart, Father God, in Jesus, including all their children, and all those people trying to steal from the people trying to plan for the, for the border wall and grant us your wisdom and discernment. You said... Help us to be wise to serpent harms it does. We thank you, Father God, that as all these people, these different nations gathering together for the BRICS thing in South Africa, they're trying to make plans, and they're not totally united yet. And, you know, they, they're trying to get it together, Father God. But we know that the European Union is falling apart financially, if no other way, and because they've been struggling there, too. And the United States, it's already, you know... <laughs> The debt level is so beyond ridiculous, Father God. It's already been, it's just held together with, with I don't know, wishful thinking by many people. Father God, just be complete. That's what people think money is. That's not what money is. Money is just a thing that's created by human beings for convenience. And they had some of that over in Germany, too, didn't they? They had to have wheelbarrows of money to buy bread. Father God, help us to be wise to serve and harmless as dove. Because if, if all these oil-producing nations are gathering together under bricks, in the United States, we have quite a bit of oil. Of course, Biden's been really good at not letting people get to it. Really, really good at, at, at trying to get people to buy uh, electric cars, which are, uh, you know, produced, uh, you know, with all the, the lithium has to come from the communist-controlled area of China. Uh, and now they, they probably took control over, was that uh, that nation that the U.S. just kind of dumped all our military hardware there? Was it billions of hardware? In, in uh, uh, Father God, we, we know what... You can show us, Father God. But we ask you to wake up the people, Father God. So many people are still mind-blinded. Wake up the people, Father God. Wake up the people, Father God. All over the earth, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we ask for your divine help and adjudication in every single one of these areas, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for doing so, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, for Psalm 72, 4. It says, he shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy. He shall break in pieces the oppressor. So, Father God, many people in Hawaii are looking for help, and they're not getting it from Red Cross or the Biden administration. And even Obama said people should give to a government group that we cannot give to. How absolutely ludicrous. We bind that spirit of insanity Father God, we're supposed to give to uh, some, you know, some group that's supposed to come and help them, Father God. But we can't do that. Even these groups that are supposed to be helpful, and some of them have, have some like the Red Cross. I found out it's, it's like a shell game, Father God. They, they look like they're doing good. But if people have a house fire, what do they give them? They don't give them blankets and food and stuff. No, they give them a debit card. Uh, they have to go to a store to get stuff. But what happens if stores don't have anything? And apparently the, the grocery stores now have only about three days' worth of food left. And most people don't store up that much food in their houses. Not that we're supposed to be in fear, because the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. But you did tell the people in the past, Father God, when they knew the famine was coming, and uh, even Biden and that group has been saying that they're going to limit food. Father God, you did tell people back in, in the days of Egypt when Joseph stored up food for the, for the seven lean years, Father God, that, that they that could prepare. And you talk about in Proverbs about the ant preparing, uh, you know, in the summertime for the winter. So help us to prepare in whatever ways you want us to prepare. 
some people might just want to get an extra. I got some batteries recently. We're nearly getting low on batteries. So, Father God, help us to get prepared in whatever way you want us to get prepared, in simple ways. But man cannot eat batteries. Man cannot live by bread alone, but we live by your word. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word is unto me the joy and rejoice in the mine heart. For I'm called by thy name. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And we know you're for us. Because, Father God, you set forth your Son to be that substitute and sacrifice, the propitiation of faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness. For what? For the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. You mean I can't go back and keep picking up the same old sin again? Nope. Got to let it go.
spiritual one delivers up. Please, please the blood that Jesus. 